Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone is keeping very well. We come together for our podcast for the 19th Sunday after Pentecost, but we're marking it as National Giving Sunday. And we'll be having services at Yetham at 10 o'clock and at Linton at quarter past 11. And Linton will be celebrating harvest as well. But next Sunday, the 10th, will be a joint harvest Thanksgiving service in Yetham at 11 o'clock. And everyone is very welcome. Um, and then the following week on the 17th, it will be a joint harvest communion service at Moorbato, also at 11 o'clock. As I mentioned, today is National Giving Day. And this is something that has come down from, from the church offices in Edinburgh, that congregations should celebrate any Sunday between September and October. And anything raised will stay in the congregation. Um, there are special envelopes. And it's a time that we're encouraged to, to think about God's presence with us over these challenging months of pandemic. And God's presence and encouragement through such challenging times. And there are special envelopes and these can be handed in at any time over the next few weeks. If you wish to claim gift aid on your donation, then add your name, address and a brief statement to that effect in the envelope. And a reminder that you should have paid the amount of tax equal to the tax deduction for this donation. Other things next week, I'll be at Yetham on Wednesday mornings between 10 and 12. On Thursday, the Morbato Guild, Morbato and Turum Guild, commences um, with an introduction to the new guild theme, Looking Forward in Faith. And I will be taking that first session on Thursday the 7th from 2 o'clock. And at our harvest celebrations, there will be a retiring collection for the Kelso Food Bank, and that can be in cash or in kind. And especially just now, they're looking for cereal, for jam, for tins of soup and potatoes. And lastly, the National Ploughing Championship will be held at Mindrum um, from the 9th and 10th of October. But on the Friday, Friday the 8th, there'll be a special service in the evening at Curtin Newton to start it all off. And I think these are all the, the announcements. Our call to worship. With wisdom and with generosity, God created us. With grace and compassion, Jesus embraces us. With ideas and inspiration, the Holy Spirit transforms us. Let us worship God. Our first hymn is the hymn 153. Great is thy faithfulness and verses 1 and 3.
thanks to Heather and Gordon for leading us in that. Our prayers of adoration and confession, let us pray. God of heaven and earth, your splendor is infinite, your power incomparable, your holiness beyond our understanding. In your wisdom, you shape the earth in wonder and mystery, and you made all things, and you called them good. You've given us life, and you blessed us with gifts and talents to share. And you've called us into a community with one another where we come to reflect your love and your grace. And so with our lips, we sing your praises and with our lives, we offer you our worship this day and always. Forgive us, Lord, when we take your gifts for granted. Remind us of the abundance that you've poured out upon us and help us to listen for your voice leading us prompting us to answer your call, encouraging us to give back and to respond in generous humility to your grace and goodness and mercy. Compel us to reflect something of your love for us as we give to enable your work in our communities and our nation and in our world. And anyone who is a new creation in Christ, the old life has gone, a new life has begun. Together we have confessed our sins to Jesus Christ. Know that we are forgiven and be at peace. And we say together our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen. We turn to our readings. And our first reading is from Philippians, Paul, Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2. We read from verse 5. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work within you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring or arguing, so that you may be blameless and innocent, 
children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, in which you shine like stars in the world. It is by your holding fast to the word of life that I can boast in the day of Christ that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. But even if I'm being poured out as a libation over the sacrifice and offering of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. And in the same way, you also must be glad and rejoice with me. Amen. And then from Mark chapter 10, we're just reading from verse 13 to 16. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and he blessed them. And the Lord bless to us these readings from his word. All praise be to God's name. We're going to sing again. And it's a hymn 468, Son of God, Eternal Saviour. And we sing verses 1 and 2.
and let us pray. God, our creator, you've made us one with this earth to tend it and to bring forth fruit. May we so respect and cherish all that has life from you that we may share in the labor of all creation to give birth to your hidden glory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot you have taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. That's part of a hymn by Horatio Spafford. It's an old favourite hymn, but not one included in our hymnary. Spafford was a successful lawyer in the, the 19th century Chicago and he was a Presbyterian church elder. He was going to travel to Europe with his family, with his wife and four daughters, but he was delayed by business. But the rest of the family travelled ahead. Sadly, tragedy struck and the boat that they were in sank. His four daughters all drowned, though his wife managed to, to cling to a piece of of wood and was, was drawn from the water unconscious, and she survived. He was absolutely distraught, as you can imagine. But he had a strong faith, and even in his grief, he could compose this hymn and, and affirm that all was well with his soul. His wife later said, it's easy to be grateful when you have so much. But be careful not to be a fair weather friend to God. And it was after this that the couple left Chicago and moved to Jerusalem to work with the poor. They were able to bring something positive out of their tragedy. We have been through a challenging 18 months, and for many people it has been a nightmare. They have lost jobs, they've lost their houses, they've lost loved ones. They've lost health, they've lost education, some have lost marriages, and many have lost confidence. For many of it, it has not been so extreme. But we've missed the, the social side of village life. And while things are, are starting up again, it'll be a while before we get anything near back to normal again. Churches have always also suffered, and in many areas numbers have dropped and congregations are struggling. And yet in this National Giving Day, we're being asked to give thanks with a grateful heart. And in the Bible, right the way through, from Psalms all the way through to the epistles, we're encouraged to give thanks to God, even at difficult times, and to count our blessings. In Philippians, Paul encourages us to have the mind of Christ. And he reminds us that Christ was rich, but for our sakes became poor. He emptied himself of all the status he enjoyed in heaven to become human, 
and to live amongst us and even to die an all too human death. And he challenges our presumptions over what it is to be successful and prosperous. We're called to change our priorities and show the same sense of humility and self-sacrifice as Christ himself showed. In Africa, there are what are called giving trees. The doa doa in Ghana is one example of these giving trees. It has pods which are good to eat and be, they make a local delicacy. The leaves of the trees are eaten by cattle. Its twigs can be used as toothbrushes. Its gums harden floors and even glazes pottery. Its flowers apparently treat leprosy. Its roots can be made into musical instruments. And its shade is wonderful to hold meetings under. And even church services. It even gives up its branches and indeed its trunk to be made into wood for houses. It's a tree that gives so much to the community and it has a wonderful harvest, blessing all around, human and animal and even the environment. And the tree is a parable. It's a parable for Christ's self-giving, how he gave himself, emptied himself for us. But also it's a parable suggesting that our gifts and our talents, our life and work can be offered to God and can produce an abundant harvest. Christ has given so much to us, living amongst us, and inspire us to inspiring us to radical living, dying on the cross and rising, opening up the way to everlasting life for all who believe in him. We should not be fair-weathered friends or give to God our unvalued leftovers alone, but rather give of our best to God. Christ himself gave himself for us, and in turn he calls us to give of ourselves to the world. Longfellow wrote a poem about a, a youth who bore mid snow and ice a banner with a strange device, Excelsior. It was seeking to go beyond. Always striving for more, giving of the best. The poem ends sadly, but even so we're encouraged to give of our best. For it's in giving that we receive, in welcoming that we are welcomed. And in our gospel reading, the disciples were, were vetting who could come to Jesus and children were unimportant, so they shooed them away. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. For to such as these belongs the kingdom of God. Everyone is included. We're all included 
in God's embrace. And that's something wonderful. Christ gave himself for us and continues to give himself for us. In response, we should be filled with such gratitude that as Paul writes, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess Jesus is Lord. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 500, Lord of Creation. Let us pray. Living God, we need your presence here on planet Earth. In these strange days throughout the world, we call on your spirit to fill us with love. Help us to wash the feet of our communities, giving the second mile, giving the cup of cold water. Help our churches to be loving, reaching out to all we meet. Holy Spirit, guide us in our finances to wisely use the resources that you've given us to plant fruitful seeds for your kingdom. And on this National Giving Day, we pray that our time, talents and money can be used to further your mission. Where there is division between us, heal us with your uniting presence. Help our churches to be communities where we live in peace, not the peace of differences hidden from sight, but the peace of discussion and dialogue and mutual respect. Generous God, we confess that we're often much quicker to express our grumbles than our gratitude, to focus on the situation that inconveniences us and limit our freedom 
rather than notice those upon whom our community and society depend. And so we would give thanks for all those who at great cost to themselves have done so much through the months of lockdown to protect us and to care for us and to heal us. We remember gratefully before you those who have donned the face masks and shields and just got on with their job so that the very fabric of society could be supported and our basic needs met. As we reflect on how much we owe to other people, make us generous in our attitudes and our actions through Jesus Christ, in whose life and death we see the fullness of your love for us all. Loving God, we pray for all who are sick and undergoing operations and for those anxiously waiting for treatment. We pray for the bereaved, that they may know your strong presence with them. And in a moment of silence, we bring before you those on our hearts today. Lord, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And our closing hymn is a hymn 182. Now thank we all our gods. And our benediction, bless to us, O God, the road that is before us. Bless to us, O God, the friends who are around us. Bless to us, O God, your love which is within us. And bless to us, O God, the light that leads us home. And may the blessing of God, Almighty Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you and be with all whom you love and all whom we're called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen.